Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Sports and More podcast. I am your host, Eddie Morelos, and I got right here, right next, where's he? Next to each other for once, Mr. Ace Acosta. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And we also have a, a guest with us uh, from El Paso, Texas, went to Colorado. With the magic were, arm. Yep. And now he is a part of the Washington football team. Get it right. Washington football team practice. I said, I know. It's been Mr. <laughs> Mr. Steven Montes. Hey, Welcome, Mr. Montes. Steven Montes. Hey. Uh, uh, gotta represent. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, I, I love the shirt. I love the shirt, Ace. That's awesome. I appreciate you guys for having me on. I'm really excited to do this. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Steven. Um, really appreciate uh, you coming on with us. This is huge for us. You have no idea. Um, you were telling me before we started here, uh, where are you at right now? I'm in Ashland, Virginia. Ashland, Virginia. That's a big difference from El Paso, Texas, right? Uh, you were saying there's some snow going on over there? There is. It's about five inches outside right now. It's a little cold, a little chilly. Reminds me of my days back at Colorado. So brings back some good memories. Uh, I love the snow. I was telling you guys before we started, I, I, I love the snow. I can't get enough of it. So I don't have a problem with it. Um, I actually, I, I look forward to when the snow is coming. So Wow. Well, you enjoy that for us because I, I don't know. Well, my buddy, I, I like he, likes, he likes still, cold I'll still, weather. I'll still wear my shorts. I mean, but me, I don't do cold weather. So you build your snowman on, on our behalf because I won't touch the stuff. No, I, no, I'm, right there with, I'm right there with you, Ace. I got shorts on right now. Uh, see, 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 I'm telling you, people look at me weird. But when, when I went out there to go watch him versus USC, we built, my brother and I built a little snowman at our Airbnb. You know, we're like, hey, look, just some some snow. So are you guys from, you guys must be from the same area of El Paso then. Maybe. Well, I'm, no, I'm from Socorro, but he's he's D, he's DV. Like, even though how bad this hurts me to wear it because I'm You're from awesome, Socorro. <laughs> my, my love for, for the Del, brother over here. Del Valle High School. Tell us about your experience, uh, uh, Del, Valle, Del Valle, DV, right? That's Del oh, man, it was. Yeah, DV. It was it was awesome, man. I met a, I met a ton of great people. I met a ton of lifelong friends that I'll have I'll have till the day I die. Um, I I've got so much love for the faculty and staff there at Del Valle, and then obviously I was extremely extremely close with the coaching staff even before I had even known I wanted to play football. I mean, Coach Perales. I mean, he's he's a lifelong friend of my dad's, and I mean, I consider him family. I consider him my uncle, and then obviously my dad being the quarterback coach. I mean. It doesn't get it doesn't get much closer than that. So, I mean, it, I think it was just an awesome experience. We won a lot of games. We ended up winning an area championship. Um, threw for a bunch of yards, rushed for a bunch of yards, threw for some touchdowns. I mean, it was just a great time. It was it was a lot of fun, is what it was. Do you have a, a game in particular that you played in that really just will forever stick in stick out in your mind? I think the, the, the PD game, the Palo Duro game uh, in area is probably something that really stands out to me. I mean, I threw for 250. I rushed for another 250, had three touchdowns apiece. Um, I think that, 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 that's a game that really sticks with me a lot. I think the Alito game, the, uh, the Alito game that we ended up losing, um, it also sticks with me a lot just because, I mean, they're a great team and, and we battled it out with them and they ended up going on to win state that year. You guys are so close on that one. So whew. yeah, that's, that's, those are the games that really stick with me a lot. I mean, we played we played uh, we played Alito tough that year, and I think I mean even you look at the rounds after they played us. I mean, I think we were one of the tougher teams to play them in the playoffs. Uh, so I mean, I mean even though we didn't win, I'm still proud, still proud of my of my teammates back in high school. I mean they they sat in the trenches and they battled with me. And I mean, that's all you can ask is just that your guys give a hundred, 110%. And I have no doubt in my mind that, they, that we did that day. What now, now, now can you, I remember this uh, when, when, when you're going through your whole recruiting um, um, stage, I remember something that you told me when nobody was really looking at you, but Colorado did. And you made that commitment and you said, you know, and you had a great senior year and all of a sudden everybody's starting to call, call you. I remember you telling me that, you know what, they were the first ones. And that's where your loyalty was. Can you just explain us a little bit like on that process on that? Cause you're. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, and the, the very, very first ones grassroots was UTEP. UTEP gave me my very first offer um, there in El Paso. And then shortly after that uh, NMS NMSU followed and then air force came in and offered around the same time NMSU did. And then Colorado later on had offered shortly before the summer of my senior year. And so for me, it was really about trying to get into a power five school. That's what I had really wanted to do. 
And I thought that that was what was going to give me the best chance to get to the next level was to play good competition in college. And, uh, and I mean, it's just something that I've always wanted to do. I wanted to go to big stadiums like Michigan and Lincoln, Nebraska and Oregon. And I mean, the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum and the list goes on and on. I've always wanted to play in those stadiums and I've wanted, I've always wanted to play at that level. So for me, when Colorado offered, it was just kind of a no brainer. We really, we really meshed well. I, me and the coaching staff, we're a perfect fit. Um, they're, they're in the Pac-12. Uh, it's really not that far away from home. It's only a 10 hour drive, which I mean, I could do that all day. So when, when I ended up getting that, that call that Colorado offer for me, that was, it was just, it was just kind of all made sense and it all kind of happened at the right time. I don't necessarily know if Colorado was the first one to show me love, show me interest. They were, they were in it early, uh, but they didn't offer till later, but I think it, I think it just made sense for me. So before we talk about your career at Colorado, um, Talk about, did you play any other sports uh, in high school in particular? Um, And I may be wrong, but did NMSU offer you a scholarship for basketball? Yeah, actually, that's like a little, a little fun fact. They did. We were actually, uh, I played with a, with a a basketball team, AAU basketball team uh, that was coached by Ron Vicencio called the Latino Select. And it was basically, it was basically me, uh, Josh and Jordan from Bel Air, and then a bunch of the guys from Harmony. So like Alfredo, Brian, there we had a we had a ton of a ton of dudes who can hoop and that were really good, and so they put that team together and we practiced uh, every week and whatnot. We ended up going to a couple of these out of town tournaments, and we were at a tournament at NMSU that we ended up winning. And I was talking to one of the one of the NMSU coaches while we were there, and he was just telling me, yeah, I mean, he's like, I know, because I was already committed at the time. So I was just, I was really just playing basketball just for the love of the game and just to try to stay in shape. Um, but I mean, I was playing well in the tournament. He came up to me, we were in the bleachers and he was like, yeah, I know like you got this football stuff going on, but if you want to come play basketball, you can come play for us. Did you uh, play any other uh, sport? Did you do baseball, did track or anything like that? I did track. I did track. Um, I ended up, I ended up uh, winning district my senior year for high jump. I think I placed like third in long jump. And then we also placed second or third in the four by one, I think. Okay. I get to, I'm having a hard time remember, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure those are the correct, those are the correct uh, rankings. That's awesome. Yeah, Mr. Montes was Air Montes. It's a name. He was, dun- he was dunking on, on Air Montes. He was dunking I, uh, on. <laughs> yeah, I ended up, that, the number that I ended up clearing for high jump was, I believe, six four. Wow, you could jump over me. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. tall. I could jump over myself. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So moving on from high school to uh, to college, you, again, you went from desert here in El Paso, Texas, the 915, where we experienced 100 degrees in the summer. And then the winters are pretty, like today, right now, it's beautiful outside right now. And then you went to Colorado where the, a lot of snow, a lot of cold weather games. Um, how, how was that getting adjusted early on in your college career? Um, I think it was smooth, smooth, transi- smooth transition. Um, I mean... In El Paso, as you, as you both know, I mean, it gets a little bit cold when it gets windy. Mm-hmm. So, and it gets windy in El Paso quite often. So it wasn't really the cold so much for me. And I think, I think a common misconception about Colorado, it does get a ton of snow. You're, you're spot on there. But after, after winter sort of ends, it's really like a late fall and then all the way through winter, it'll snow. In the spring, Colorado is beautiful. There's, there's very little snow at the, at the beginning of spring. And then once the plants start to turn green and all that stuff, it's beautiful. No snow. It's about 70 degree weather. It's, it's nice. And then in the summer, it gets to, to like the mid nineties, the mid nineties in Colorado. And it's, and it's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. They got the creeks flowing. They got all, everything's green. All the trees have, they're full of leaves. It's, I mean, it's just an awesome place to be. I've always said in Colorado, you get, four distinct seasons you can see it it's like clockwork i mean fall comes the leaves turn yellow they start to fall off and then winter comes it's snowing it's just white everywhere and then spring comes the trees come back flowers are blooming and then summer it's just it gets a little bit warmer and it stays green it's just it's one of the best places i've been and that's not a knock on el paso because el paso is obviously number one place i've ever been but I, Mm -hmm. I, i really love boulder and i really like my time there remember we'll experience all four seasons in a day 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did, we did just a couple weeks ago, I think. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what to wear. Sorry, Shorts, got, jackets, sandals, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely got to ask, you know, you're talking about Colorado being one of the best places around. And you'd say not, you know, not knocking on El Paso. But does El Paso have some of the best food around? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. A hundred percent. You, what, we always got we ask so many of our, our guests that, that come with us and, and Ace is, a, is an expert <laughs> as you could tell uh, what's your favorite here in El Paso the place that I always go to is uh, Las Palmas oh. I'll write that down I haven't it's been on there the east side, uh, by where my house is I'm sure they have they have them all over the place uh, but that's the one that we go to and I I always enjoy eating there Okay, I wrote that down because I haven't tried that and I love trying the new stuff around here. So uh, what was your favorite uh, food over or, or place over in Colorado when you were up there? It's got to be Fast Shack for me. And that's Fast Shack. Fast Shack is like it's a it's like a little kind of like a like a like a just like a sandwich shop. OK, but the way they do their sandwiches is they uh, they put chicken tenders, mac and cheese, French fries and then, they, kind of and then they soak it in whatever kind of sauce you want. So whether it's buffalo, barbecue, they do all that. And those sandwiches are, they're off the chain. Mm, see, my, artery, like that, my, my, my arteries are clogging right there already. Just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to need to take a few thumbs before you go in and eat one of those sandwiches. Let me right. Tell you. That's yeah. awesome. But they okay. are delicious. <laughs> you know, you were talking about, you know, playing all these different Pac-12 teams. Um, you know, I am the media relations director for the, uh, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Every year we were keeping an eye on you, my friend. Oh, <laughs> and, and all, all the time, all the time, we, we understand that Every team wants to be as best as possible. We get that. Uh, but if there is a, a chance to bring a local like you, uh, we were hoping to do so because we know that big stadium of Sumble Stadium would have been packed. Uh, what would have what, what do you think it could have been like to play in, in a bowl game like the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl with the Colorado Buffaloes here in El Paso, Texas? Oh, man, I couldn't even imagine. That's, that's one of the things that I look back on my time at Colorado is – coming down to a Sun Bowl and just making more bowl games in general. And I mean, it wasn't from a lack of trying. I'll tell you that we were out there practicing our butts off every single day to try to win games. Um, but sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce in your favor. And that was really one of the things that I was disappointed about was not coming home and, and kind of sharing this experience with the El Paso community that I hold so dear. Yeah, that, that was, we're, we're on the radar. We're like, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then you went to, I think it was the Alamo Bowl. And we're like, ah, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in 2016, yeah, we ended up going to the Alamo Bowl. And that was a great experience as well. That was awesome. Was there a team out of the Pac-12 that, you know, every year the, when the schedule would come out, you, you circled a certain team. You're like, we're going to, you know, we're going to go after them this year. Was there a team in particular that you really look forward um, to playing against on your hit in list. the Pac-12? <laughs> I mean, I think it was kind of all of them. I think I think that when we scheduled when we scheduled Michigan in 2016, that was a big one because those those games get the fans involved and they start showing the clips from when Cordell threw the threw the game winning hail mary to Michael Westbrook. I forget what year it was in, but like they start showing those clips and they start they start bringing up the stats about the old Nebraska rivalries and how they're up on us by 40 games or whatever. So obviously that motivates the fan, the fan base and get adds fuel to the fire and they're fired up about the game. So they're talking about it. But as players, I mean, we're really excited to play every single game, every single weekend. Doesn't matter when it is. You put you put somebody on the schedule. Our our whole goal and what we have in our minds is that we're going to go out there and we're going to go try to win that game. And we're going to do everything we can to win that game, no matter who it is. Um, but I think it is. I think it does add uh, add a little bit of interest when you get the fans involved and when you schedule games like Michigan and Nebraska for us. Now, now and, and obviously you, your okay. conference games are huge because everyone's trying to go to the Pac-12 championship. Oh yeah. Now, now when you got your your first start against Oregon and that game was just bananas. Um, obviously, you're going to be nervous when you're going in, but as the game was progressing, did it just feel right and smooth? And you know, how how was that? Yeah, I mean, it was just. Uh, well, I was, I was obviously, I, I don't, I wouldn't call it nervous. I would say it was, I was more anxious to get out there mm -hmm. just to actually go and, and, and get back to playing the game. Cause I had red shirted. I, I hadn't had any playing time for a year and practice practice reps are scarce. Cause you're not really, you're not the guy that's uh, that's getting ready to go play a game, you know, so that you're not really uh, as emphasized, but 
just just from having that week leading up to Oregon and the preparation that we put in uh, just as a team and 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 how the coaching staff helped me that week. I mean, I think that was huge. And I think I think it just made me more comfortable when I actually got in there and got on the field because I knew that I belonged there. And uh, and I knew that I was prepared to see anything that we were going to see that day. And I mean, still that I still made some mistakes that day. I still had two picks. Um, but I mean, sometimes you got to roll with the punches and just keep playing and just just have a one play mentality. After that plays over, you just got to move on, whether it was good or bad, whether you throw a touchdown, whether you throw a pig, drop ball, whatever. I mean, you just got to have a one play mentality and the next play is always the best play. There you go. Um, before we move on to your professional career, you've experienced various different kinds of coaches all over your years from high school, uh, the different, you know, different coaches there, your, your coaches at Colorado, and then now your coaches in the pro career. What can you tell the, the people and particularly the parents who are wanting their kids to, to go to the, you know, these next levels from high school to college to pro, what can you tell the parents and the coaches, what they can do to help their young ones to reach the kind of spots that you're reaching? Support them, support them, man, support them. Don't, don't, don't try to add any negativity into their mindset because I mean, they're, I'm sure they're already dealing with a lot as athletes. I mean, you, I mean, those constant thoughts of, am I good enough? They're always popping up, but I mean, I think you just got to support, support these younger children that want to have these dreams and go out and do these things. Cause it's not impossible. It's really not. And I think, I think today we're seeing it more and more with El Paso, El Paso athletes coming out and going and, and making some stuff shake for themselves. And who's to say that, who's to say that somebody at home watching this right now can't be that next person or can't be the next person to go play in the NFL or go play for a, a division one school or go play anywhere. And I mean, it's not even really about, it's not even really about division one, division two, division three. I mean, it's all good. If you're getting your college paid for, you're getting your degree and you're playing the sport that you love. I mean, that's, that's, that's wins all the way around the table. So I would just, yeah, I would just, for the, for the parents, just support them, um, keep loving them. And, uh, and, uh, if it's not, if it's not going the way that you think it's going right now, that are the way that you necessarily want it to go, I, I would say just be patient and just trust the process. I mean, this, I, they've been doing this stuff in college football and the NFL for a very, very long time. So I would just, I would just say maybe, maybe don't make the call to the coach and just kind of, just kind of keep supporting and, uh, and, and make sure that, and make sure that your, your, your kid has everything they, uh, the, everything they need to succeed and shine. Awesome. So, so you've been blessed to play with a good supporting, you know, uh, I guess fan base, you know, at Del Valle, the games are always packed. One yeah. thing I noticed at Colorado, even though the the wins and losses weren't reflecting, that stadium was still sold out. Oh, at, that, at, at, at that at that USC game, um, I was telling my brother this. I mean, the crowd was still going crazy. I mean, just packed. And then here, where we experienced in El Paso, people are complaining, like you know, with UTEP, they're well, they're not winning. That's why we're not going to the games. And I'm like. Colorado still has sold out games. I think there was like a four year, you know, four or five year, you know, streak. I go, how, how was it to play in front of all those fans at all your stages of your career? Like what, what did that bring to you? Man, it was, it was just awesome. And I, I think the best way to describe it is I was just extremely lucky. I was extremely lucky to get, to get fan bases that are really into it and really did love it. And, and uh, they wanted to support us no matter what our outcomes of games were going to be. Uh, Del, I'll speak to Del Valle first. I mean, at Del Valle, we are a very close, tight-knit community. Um, and the support, the support for, uh, for football was just – it was tremendous every single week, week in and week out. We always had packed stadiums. Everybody brought the energy. There was confetti flying everywhere after games. Students were painting their faces, painting their bodies, spelling out Del Valle. Like, there's, there, was a, there was real pride – and, uh, and I believe there still is uh, in, in the Big Bad Blue community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that was just something super unique. Uh, now, talking about Colorado, I think, I think the, the, the student base there just loves football. And they, they love the game day atmosphere. They love the tailgating. The hill on game days popping. Students are getting hammered. Like, it's just, it's just a, <laughs> it's one big party is what it is. And, I mean, I think that's the best thing. That's the best thing about it is people can come have a good time, you know, drink some beer, watch some football, eat some hot dogs and burgers. And, um, and I think that's what it's all about. And for them to really embrace that at Colorado and, and no matter what our record was or who we were playing, they still went and brought the energy and they, they, they packed out Folsom. 
And so I thought, I think that's awesome too. And then uh, speaking from this year in the NFL, I mean, COVID kind of shut down all the fans. <laughs> so, so I don't really have, no, I don't really have much to say about this year. Hopefully in the future, I'll be able to experience that. But, um, but as of right now, I really haven't yet. Well, and I was going to just ask you, you know, what, what the difference was and how that felt, you know, uh, because, of course, we're all watching you from, from El Paso. And uh, I, I got a, a question from a gentleman who posted. We have a Facebook page for the Sports and More podcast. And this gentleman posted on our Facebook page. His name is Carlos Guterres. Uh, he was really excited that you were going to join us, really excited to see what you have to say. So uh, his question for Mr. Carlos Guterres is, um, while watching the wild card game, I was so excited waiting to see you play that waiting to see you play that fact you were especially because of the fact that you're an El Paso native that's so cool so my question I have is were you able to speak to any of the Buccaneer players such as Tom Brady Antonio Brown or Leonard Fournette just to name a few did any did they give you any advice and what can you take away or what did you learn from that wild card game on your rookie season oh by the way Best of luck on your upcoming seasons. Thank that was you from Mr. Carlos Guterres. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the question. Um, so a lot to kind of dive in there. <laughs> I'm going to first start off by talking about if I talk to any of the Bucks players after the game, I, I did very briefly. I talked to Mike Evans, um, but it was just, it was super quick, short, dapped him up, said, congratulations. He said, hey, congratulations to you guys too on a great season. Good luck. And I told him good luck good luck in his next couple games that he was going to have. Um, I didn't, I didn't go speak to Tom Brady. Um, I felt like just with me not being out there and, and playing in the actual game, I didn't want to be one of those guys that goes up and, and tries to, I um, tries to waste his time or do any of that. And so I, I, I was just watching from a distance. I watched uh, him and Alex go talk to each other, which was another crazy moment for me, just seeing, seeing Alex and, and Tom, two guys that I had looked, looked up to growing up. I mean, I'm, like I, I collected trading cards on both these guys, man. And, and to be able to just be on the same field and wearing the Jersey and seeing them stand 20 feet in front of me, talking to each other about who knows what I wasn't even listening. I was just sitting there watching them just trying to soak up the moment. Um, it was just awesome for me. It was awesome for me. And it's something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life uh, being on that field and, and seeing those guys uh, chop it up. Speaking of being under Alex Smith, um, I'm sure you picked his brain throughout the season, especially with what he went through and how he got through that. Yeah. I, I've seen some documentaries of his story and just the mental toughness that he has is amazing. Can you speak on that at all? Oh, man, he's a, just a true warrior. I mean, you just the injury that he endured was like just it like in most cases, it would be a career ender. But, I mean, I think that just speaks to just how dedicated and how much he truly does love this game. And, and to see him go in and work the way he did, even when he was recovering, it was like, it, it was, it was, it was like miraculous. It was, it was like watching magic. It was, it was just crazy. And, and I just, I'm so happy for Alex because he's one of the best guys you'll ever meet. Best dudes you'll ever meet. If you met him and didn't recognize him out at the supermarket, whatever, you, you would think that he was just a regular guy, man. He's, he's awesome. I'm so happy and so, so blessed that I got to spend a good amount of quality time with him. And I still am um, working out out here. He's been working out as well. And I mean, he just, he's constantly dropping knowledge, just constant, constant, constant. I, I made it, I made it a point this year that I just, anywhere he was, I was going to be in the room. I just wanted to be attached at the hip with him at practice and at meetings and everywhere we went just so I could never miss anything. And I was always just constantly soaking up that information from him. Cause if anybody knows it, he knows it. And, uh, and I did that all year. And I mean, I was joking with him the other day. I was like, Hey, I bet you're pretty tired of me by now. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, Oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> but no, nah, great dude. Great, great dude. And just, I mean, can't speak highly enough about how he how he overcame that injury and how how he worked, man. His work ethic is insane. That's crazy. Now going back to the to the wild card game, did you did you or afterwards did you hear all the excitement that the city was watching that game when they saw you on TV? Like, or like, yeah, like just the emotions that yeah. we felt because I know a couple of my <laughs> friends, awesome. you know, they're even Buck fans, but they're like, oh, he's going in. Like everybody's <laughs> texting, he's about to go in, he's about to go in, and then we're like. 
<laughs> I mean, how was how is that? I mean, obviously, you know, um, it, it's it's a it's a competition, but you know, you get that call and you're you're ready. Like we see you, like all right, they're cutting to the commercial break and you're warming up. We're like, oh shoot, he's he's about to go in. Yeah. How, how was that moment like? It was interesting. It was interesting. So I mean, obviously, you you like as players, you're never hoping that somebody gets injured to try to benefit of course, yourself. Of course. That's just that. Like I mean, that goes without saying. Obviously, that's just that shouldn't go on. And so, I mean, throughout the week, I was preparing because they always tell you one snap away, one snap away. So I was thinking, I was like, well, if, I, if, that, if it comes, I'm going to be ready. So I've studied all week. I was prepared to go. As the game started, man, I was, I was freaking rooting for Taylor Heineke. Dude, he's doing great. He's he was great. absolutely playing his butt off, balling out, man. I was so – I'm still just extremely excited for him and his future and, and how he played that game. I mean, it was awesome. Um. So just I was cheering him on, cheering him on, making sure he was good, making sure he got, had everything he needed. Um, and then he ended up on that play where he dove for the pylon. He kind of said that he uh, he had it, he hurt his shoulder a little bit, and he was trying to muscle through it and tough it out. And I mean, even more kudos to him because he was in some pain on the sideline. Um, and so he ended up disappearing. And they just said, oh, are you ready to go? Because you're next up. And so I said, yes, sir, I'm ready to go. Um, I started warming up on the sidelines. Uh, in my head, I was just, you know, thinking, all right, this is your time. This is your time. You're going to get out on that field and you're going to, you know, it's going to be your time to prove things. What do you got? And then Taylor ended up coming, uh, coming back out of the locker room, felt much better. Shoulder was moving way better. Uh, so it just made sense for them to go back to him, which, I mean, that makes complete sense to me as well. Oh, um, and just from my point of view, I thought, I thought it was my time. It didn't end up being the case. And I, I think my opportunity is coming soon. And I just got to be patient and just got to stick to the process, just like I was saying earlier, um, and, just, and just buy in. And if it doesn't come now, it'll come sometime in the future. And you just got to be happy for that, happy with that, and, and just keep working. Yeah, you had a whole city room watching oh, yeah. that something out there. Oh, I felt the support, too. Yeah, as soon as I got on my phone, social media, my social media was blowing up. I had texts text like crazy my dad was getting texts from friends and family um and yeah the support was unreal man it was awesome oh yeah, was oh, awesome. yeah. you love seeing that all the media members here were all of us were all on an emotional roller coaster especially on twitter um i have another fan question that was sent in on facebook that i forgot to write down but uh mr scotty signs he, he lives in arizona and uh he's a big time lifetime uh, washington fan he wanted to know if when the washington fight song comes on if you sing along with it the Washington fight song. Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna have to study up. <laughs> so obviously, uh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I know they have a fight song. I don't. I don't know the words personally myself. I didn't, uh, I didn't even know they had a, a yeah, fight song. Yeah, they're really yeah. big into it too. It's, I, uh, it's kind of a big thing. Well, there was no fans this year, so there was no. no yeah, no, 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 no fans. So that that's what's that's what that's, that's what my is gonna be. There was your no back on that one. Here, so we got your back on that one. Back on that one. Uh, great, you know, these fans these days, they want you, everybody to know every word and you know, of every... Well, I think, I think, I mean, if, if the fight song is, if I'm sure, I guarantee you there's a fight song and I just don't know it. Um, so I'm not saying that Scotty's wrong, but what I'm saying is that in college, they, at, you do it as an entire football team. Yeah. They teach you the fight song. Yes. That's so you'll the sit there in the auditorium, we'll head, roll, see you down the field. Our fight, see you down the field, see you must win, five, five for victory, all that stuff, all that, all that jazz. They, so they, awesome. they teach you that stuff. So when the fans are singing it after the game, you go and sing it with the band, you know, and everybody's singing along together and it's, and it's all good. It's, it's, it's for the camaraderie and for the community, you know? So it's, I, I, they, they didn't really talk to us about any fight song or teaching us any fight song. Maybe it's because, maybe it's because, well, we had, we kind of had an abbreviated camp. So I'm sure the fight song was kind of at the end of the list of things to learn. And Eddie, it, it was probably like, manual. hey, let's, let's have them learn it's the offense. I guess it wasn't. So, Scotty Sainz, we're going to send you out to Washington to go teach everybody. It wasn't in the rookie the, manual, the right? It wasn't, in the, it wasn't in the big Bible that you get. How big is that thing when you, when you, when you, when you got, you know, so I guess to the first camp or whatever, the playbook like that big? Or is it all digital? The, playbook, the playbook's pretty thick. It's like, like, it's not like, it's not that crazy, but it's like, it's, it's thick and they give you multiple, multiple uh, playbooks for like for camp and then for the regular season. And then for each game, it's all different based on the game plan. Um, and then everything's digital nowadays. Everything's on an iPad. So you really can't tell how thick 
uh, the information is that you're reading because you're just swiping, you know? Right. You're reading a page, swiping, and then moving on. Make sure that battery's charged. <laughs> yeah, you have to at all times. You have to plug it in at all times, charge it overnight. That's what I've learned. Jeez. So um, being in this college football business for so long, I've noticed over the years the extreme differences of levels, you know, from one level to the next, even from middle school to high school, high school to college. How has it been for you, you know, you talk about trusting the process, but how has it been for you adjusting at each level and what kind of things helped you to make those adjustments? I think the coaching staffs, all the coaching staffs that I've had in high school and college, even though I had um, multiple different offensive coordinators, quarterback coaches, had two different head coaches. I think everything, everybody kind of, and then obviously speaking to the coaching staff here in Washington, I mean, we got Coach Rivera, Scott Turner, Ken Zampezi. We got a lot of, a lot of good dudes who know their stuff. Um, just the differences in levels, I think, of how, how complex the information can be. So like high school, you're not seeing a bunch of crazy coverages. You're not seeing a bunch of exotic looks. You're not seeing all that stuff because the talent level doesn't really dictate those things. Because to play these complex coverages that try to confuse quarterbacks, you gotta have, there's a lot of moving parts. And if the parts don't move fast enough, there's tons of holes in these coverages that can be exploited. So, so as you kind of progress, uh, like the football, the football world, I guess, high school to college, college to the NFL, you just kind of see a ramp up in complexity of defense. And then you also see a ramp up in talent. Um, going from high school to Colorado was night and day difference. And not to say that there wasn't talent on our high school teams, but you're starting to get the best of the best from each high school and putting them all on the same team. And then the next level going from the college to the NFL is getting all the best of the best dudes on their respective college teams and making these teams up of that. Mm -hmm. So that just speaks to how, how the talent disparity in these leagues is just, it's, it's super drastic. And, um, and that allows these defensive coordinators and these offensive coordinators to put different things in that they think will help their offenses or defenses because they can do it based on the, 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 the players that they have either recruited or drafted or picked up in free agency. It's a, it's a big game of chess, not like checkers in high school and, and, and middle school. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and I mean, yeah, you can even talk about middle school, just how, how the complexity of the game just kind of ramps up over time. I think it's real interesting. I think, I think football is football, but when you've got guys that are running 4-4 and 4-3 and dudes that can move, I think you can do a little bit. I think you can do some different things that people haven't seen before. Especially so that's like where the innovation is coming from as well. Especially if they're two, 290, 315 running at you and they run like a 4 6. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. These dudes that can really move, and you can really do some exotic looks and different things with them, especially if they're smart and they, they understand the game, which, I mean, if you're not in the NFL, if, you're, if you don't understand the game at least a little bit and can actually study and get things done, I mean, all these dudes in the NFL are smart dudes that, that, that got their stuff together most of the time. Now, now going on that, uh, How's the conversations been like with your father? Obviously, your father got to play for the Raiders. Um, uh, have you guys, like, changed, ex exchanged notes? Like, okay, well, back in my day, you know, this is how the study and then evolving to what you guys are doing. How, how has that been, you know, just those conversations? Because he's been we've talk, We've talked about it a decent amount. It's been less about X's and O's and mm -hmm. just kind of more about the experience mm -hmm. um, and just kind of like life, like life tips. It's not really – it hasn't really been about, oh – what were you thinking about this coverage and what were you like, we do a little bit of that, mm -hmm. but it's more about life and just the experience and, and just, he, I mean, he always tells me just keep working hard no matter what you do, you know? So just kind of, just, just kind of staying in my ear and constantly motivating me. No, no. He played against Jason Garrett. Is that correct? And against the, in the Cowboys? 
I'm not 100 percent sure. You'd have to ask him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. We're definitely gonna have to find. Uh, get in get in contact with him so we can hear. It his very story. well could be. I'm not. I'm not ruling it out, but I also can't confirm it. I have no. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Steven, what what do you got planned for the upcoming off season? I know uh, you'll be working out probably pretty much every day, learning, learning, learning. Anything uh, else in the plans as far as maybe some camps, uh, any visits to any you know Zoom calls with any schools or anything at all? Anything you got got planned upcoming in the future? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm just kind of I'm keeping my I'm keeping my calendar open. Uh, I'm gonna be in I'm gonna be in El Paso for a decent amount. Of uh, of our off season, and I'll probably be working out at uh, at Top View Fitness. Um, I think I'm gonna make a trip up to Arizona to see my mom. I also have to catch a wedding up there from my from my, one of my best friends from college, Brett. His sister's getting married, so congratulations to them. Um, I wanted to also make a trip out to California to go uh, go work with Jordan Palmer. I was I was texting wow. him the other day about that, and we. We're going to get together and figure out some dates. I mean, I think that was another huge portion of me being in the position I am today is, is JP, is Jordan, because he just, I mean, he helped me so much throughout the process. And and he's another, just another great human being through and through. Yeah. Great dude. So I wanted to spend a little bit more time with him and just kind of pick his brain and, and hopefully he could coach me up on the mechanics a little bit as well. Um, and then after that, I'll probably just be in El Paso. A lot of it's going to depend on if we have OTAs or not. That's still kind of up in the air. And a lot of, uh, and a lot of it's going to depend on the severity of COVID in the future. Most definitely. And uh, with, with the vaccines coming out and people, uh, you know, doing their thing with that, uh, you know, we, we preach it every week after week, you know, let's, let's continue to do the right thing so that we can uh, get to the stadium so that we can watch you do your thing on the field so that we can support you the way you support so many people. And uh, hopefully people can, can do those right things. It is, it is. Yeah, so whenever you are in town and you you know get a hold of Ace and get a hold of us and we'll uh, tacos. bring you in and get we some got, more tacos. Whether, <laughs> whether it's healthy tacos or just good tacos, we're gonna get you some tacos. Get some tacos uh, right here. Every Love that, man. I can. I'll never pass up tacos. Right. There you go. I found another spot not far from here in downtown El Paso that uh, Ace has fell, fallen totally in love with. And uh, I love tacos. The first time. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, tacos. Any any type of tacos, they're usually pretty delicious. Well, we'll definitely uh, make sure uh, you're not uh, you're not in the NCAA no more, so we can buy tacos <laughs> now. So, I know all those NCAA rules, you know. So. Oh yeah, they got some of the rules, but I mean, I think we're outside of those boundaries now. Yeah, so, you so. good, you good. Ace, uh, anything else before we chat a little bit of sports in general with our guests here? I'm just proud of you, man. You know, like I said, uh, I got, I'm gonna order me that white one. You said the icy white uh, jersey oh, on that jersey. No, it, it's because I told him I go. I want, I'm starting the collection, hanging the jerseys. In oh, the he's office. got a great collection. So I was like, which one? So I asked him, which one? Which one do you recommend? What color? The maroon or or, or white? So we're going white. Okay. I ain't gonna wear it because I'll, I'll get that dirty with tacos. So yeah, you will. I appreciate you, Ace. I know we we've, we've had a relationship dating back all the way till when I was in high school, man. So mm-hmm. I got a ton of love for you, and and uh, and I'm glad that I could come on this show and, and chat it up with you. I'm, I'm having a great time. And, that's this has awesome. been awesome. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate Mr. it. Mr. Steven, again, uh, uh, I've been with Sumble for five years. Again, we were tracking you, watching you, wanted you, begging for you. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, if you don't mind, just about five more minutes, we could just chat a couple of things uh, of sports, and maybe you can give us your insight on, on your thoughts on these things. So, 100%. Yeah. yeah I got, I are, you, are, you, are you able to make a prediction? On, on oh, the upcoming, I, mean, I think there's a game coming this Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I think I think it's a big game, right? A big one. A big, <laughs> big, the big bowl? Maybe it's not the big bowl. Maybe oh, the Super Bowl. Is, is, is it the Taco yes. Bowl? I, I want to go to that one. Let's start the Taco Bowl. Right if it's there. a Taco Bowl, I'll be there. I'm telling you, hey, can Tony the Tiger have like you know since it's already a T in there, throw some tacos in there? Yeah, yeah, Tony, I like that. Tony that. the Tony the Tiger, Tony the Taco? tiger tacos. We gotta we gotta talk to Kellogg's about that. Are anyway. we talking about Frosted Flake tacos now? No, 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 no. Just just. <laughs> Hey, he can eat. Hey, that's breakfast. We're, we're talking about lunch and dinner, right? We got to get the other meals. Too. Hey, For breakfast tacos. Get a little processed legs. Hey, pour some hey. milk. There you go. There you go. Anything can happen. It's COVID yeah. season nowadays. You know? I guess don't knock it till you try it. Don't knock right? it till you try it. So, so who who do you got first of all? We won't, we won't put our guests. Who do you got for next week? Who's who's gonna take it home? It's gonna be a good one. Just just two, you know, two great. You know, I mean, two great teams. I mean. 
X's and O's. I mean, I think Kansas City has some players down uh, defense in the defensive back. You know, I think whoever makes the least amount of mistakes. I mean, if you look back at the 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 Bucks and the Packer game, I mean, what they picked off Brady three times, right? But the you know the very end, you know, I, I'm gonna go. You, can, you can't you can't knock him, even though I, I think Bucks gonna pull it out. Maybe by a field goal. <laughs> How about you, Mister Stephen? What do you think? Do you agree with Ace? Do you disagree with Ace? Yeah, I think, I think there's there's really two 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 interesting takes. I think one is you never bet against the greatest of all time. <laughs> there it is, and that's Tom Brady. And I think that if he wins this Super Bowl, he'll lock himself in as the greatest athlete in any sport, legacy wise. I think it's I think it's just incredible what he's done through his however many years he's been playing in the league, feels like feels like 50 years he's been in the league. <laughs> I was in high school. And, I mean, I, 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 I was say, how old were you? Man, I've always loved Brady. Uh, just, I think he's a great dude, and I think that he's just such a baller. And he just has overcome so much adversity. So it's hard to bet against that. However, Kansas City is looking very, very potent offensively. I think that the combination of Tyreek Hill, Travis he's Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's that X factor. Holmes, the list just kind of goes on and on with these guys offensively. So I think that's going to be tough to stop. I know I haven't really given a prediction yet. I'm going to have to go with the Bucks, man. You don't bet against Brady. And in all their, a lot of their Super I mean, Bowls with that Tom's played in has been close. It's been yeah. a field goal. It's been you know it's. it's I've, it's, I've it's, gone it's, back and forth. I've gone back and forth <laughs> on this because. I'm I, I'm pretty sure I made another prediction and said Chiefs. I don't know, man. There's 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 such, back and forth. Yeah, whoever has the ball last. Good teams. It's like I think it's just a toss up. I think that Brady is so great that he could just pull something out of thin air and it could be it could go down that way. Or I think the Chiefs can put up 60 points and they could win that way. I mean, I, it's hard to say. They're that's, two really good teams, man. That's exactly where I'm at. Uh, my mind tells me the Chiefs just because they've been, like you said, balling out. Uh, but my heart it goes back to the first days of Brady and the way he can hold things off. How, how old were you, by the way, when uh, Tom Brady started his career? He started in 2001. 2001, I was four. Wow. Is that why you wore the number 12, though? No, I just I've <laughs> always like, enjoyed like, the number twelve. I mean, me, me subconsciously, too. maybe, maybe that yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that has something to to uh, to do with it. But um, I, I, I don't think it was ever a conscious decision. Like, let me pick twelve because of Brady. It was kind of just like I just like the number twelve. Like on a side note, Eddie was the Al Bundy. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Al Bundy of uh, Lordsburg. You know, he's the quarterback slinging it out there, gunslinger. Do you okay. have an idea? Do you have any idea where Lordsburg, New Mexico, is at? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know exactly on the map where Lordsburg's at, but I definitely know Lordsburg. I mean, I I used to live in Deming, New Mexico, for like seven oh, years. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so Deming, I'm, hip, I'm hip with New Mexico. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. He's, he's the mayor of Lordsburg, I guess. Wow. <laughs> Apparently, my godfather is friends with your dad or something like that. I got a text the other day. So I'm sure. Who knows? Dad, I feel I'm like sure. my dad knows. I'm sure. Yeah. He knows everybody. <laughs> so, um. So there, there's our predictions. There's we'll prediction. see how it goes, uh, and we'll follow up with that down the way. Uh, recently, baseball and Major League Baseball announced um, the Hall of Fame. And uh, here's something that really gets me going. Pet peeve, I guess you could say. There was nobody elected this year. And there were 14 ballots turned in blank. Would you do that? What does that mean? Okay, so they give you a list of of players that are eligible to be voted on, and they give it out to all the sports writers, um, Baseball America for sports writers or something like that. So then they, it's, I want to say it's 200 plus voters of sports writers, and then they send it back into the MLB, and then they count up all the ballots. Well, of all the ballots that they got, 14 people said, I don't think anybody deserves a vote. Were there Which, any heavy hitters on the list? Barry yeah, Bonds. Barry Bonds, Clemens. Roger Clemens. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. those two right right away stand out to me. I think, okay, so there's the issue of... Waters. These are sketchy waters, though. There it is. Both tested positive for PEDs. And that's and that's where, where the issue comes in with these writers. Um, however, me personally have played baseball, even softball, it takes a little bit of talent to hit a 99 mile per hour fastball. 
a little bit of talent. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So you talk about the pitcher, the ball leaves the pitcher's hands and you can barely see it. And, That's how fast it's coming. And, Those to me, throwing, and it's and, moving. It's moving all over the plate. Yep. Yep. And, and, and the strongest guy in the world, you know, you can have all the muscle. I mean, look at me, Ace. Look at me. I'm right. bigger, right? Uh, <laughs> but if you can't touch that ball, you're not worth a darn. Barry Bonds, man. Yeah. He's one of the best. I mean, I, I grew up a huge Barry Bonds fan. Same. It's, it's crazy. I, I mean, I just, but giving, I mean, I work in the media, but giving them that power, like, oh, I'm not going to vote. It's like, really? Like, during that time i mean everything was it wasn't illegal so it's 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 just it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a mess yeah anyways i just thought <laughs> I mean, well i mean i guarantee you that some of those writers they wanted to write on him when he was doing well and they still it. even write on him when he when he got caught and he was doing bad so why i mean why would you not vote for him because yeah it's crazy you were putting out I mean, I don't know. Yeah, apparently there's a, a clause or, or a rule, I don't know, policy, whatever you might want to call it in there in the voting rules or whatever that, you know, they that do look vote. at things off the field. They, they they take that into consideration, which if it's in there, I guess you could say. But again, they wouldn't even be known if they didn't do as good as they did on the field. I guess you can also play devil's advocate and say that they don't want to. They don't want to reward using PEDs. There, yeah. Yeah. You can look at it in many different ways. That, I mean, I again, I am not even a huge baseball guy, so I don't really know. This is all speculation. But, <laughs> I mean, that could be it. I mean, I, th- I thought that Barry Bonds was one of the best ba- baseball players to ever play. So, if they didn't put him in, then I don't know, man. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so, crazy. do you follow uh, basketball at all? Do you follow either NBA or college? Or, I mean, I'm sure you're so busy. I want to, I want to so bad, but I mean, with the way the NBA is shaken down with all the super teams and I mean, I think how many games total does the NBA play? Is it 83? And then normally it's 80, 80, 82, 84. I just think, I think that that's that's way too many regular season games. It's so hard to sit there and watch 82 games. If you're going to watch all the regular season games, it's like, 82 games for real. And then if they make it in the playoffs, the regular season really doesn't mean much. Doesn't because you could have you could have the Lakers come in at the A seed and beat everybody in front of them and go on and win. Right. <laughs> so I mean it's just hard for me to get into it in the regular season. In the postseason, I'm definitely tuned in. Um, because I think it gets really interesting, especially with all the super teams. You see these matchups like uh, LeBron and LeBron and AD and the Lakers versus a team like the Nets, who's got KD, they got Kyrie, they got Jay, they just got James Harden. Um, and then I think for like for teams that don't necessarily have like huge star power like that, like it's always interesting to see the the Blazers play because CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are usually they're trying to fight and claw and scratch for every win they get. And I mean, you know, it's a it's a classic underdog story. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, I think that people gravitate towards that, and I mean, I definitely do as well. I love watching it. I mean, I like watching basketball. I just, I just like watching basketball when it actually means something. Makes well, sense. Makes sense. College basketball is turning out to be uh, just as interesting as college football. You know, with college football, there was a lot of cancellations, postponements, moving games. So you got you know? lucky. You got lucky and, to finish yeah. your season. Yeah, and college basketball. Yeah. It, is is just as interesting, if not more. Uh, here's an interesting story that just came out this weekend: is uh, New Mexico State is going to be playing the rest of their home games at Eastwood High School here in El Paso, Texas. No way. Yep. First, they weren't even allowed to practice for over a month. I think they only played like five games so far. Yeah, they've only played five games up to this date. Uh, Why are they playing at Eastwood? Because they cannot. They're not allowed to play in New Mexico, and um, yeah, the governor has a ban on on athletics right now. But Eastwood has a brand new state-of-the-art facility. Why not, why, not, why not just play at UTEP? Uh, I think because of the scheduling issues that come up there, because oh, now uh, they're, they got both men's and women's basketball to host at UTEP. Now they're starting volleyball, which is going to be played at Memorial. But um, I guess, you know, that they got to take that into consideration. Uh, plus, Eastwood is nice, though. It, it, it's it, very it, nice. It's, 
it's it's huge. It's like it's like that, like legit. 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 Even the, the, I'm gonna the, have to the, take a look at it when I get back because I haven't seen it. The statement Bel, given. Bel Air is legit too. They they tore that whole building down and rebuilt it. it, it really beautiful. The, when you the, come, you're gonna be like, oh my god, what the heck happened here? Like it's. Cause it's sunk in the courts, you know, still sunk in like what it, what it was, but it has the nice glass uh, exterior out there. And like it's weight rooms right there. It's state of the art, dude. They're spending some money out here. Yeah. Don't know where they got all this money from, but they spending it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And the, and the statement given by the AD from New Mexico state was that the, the back end of uh, Eastwood was capable of hosting a division one uh, college basketball games. So that was oh. the biggest reason. So. so that's what they built it for. No, well, for not, not that specifically, but they built it so that it could potentially you could have, have bigger events. Yeah, bigger events. I would definitely say that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. I'm gonna have to go check those out. Yeah, you gotta go. Delaire and Eastwood. I'm gonna have to go see what uh, see what they did to the place. That's yeah. that's 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 good. That's yeah, good for that's uh, very nice. high school too. They get to plan and good state of the art facilities like that. Get them used to going to college and playing facilities like that as well. Parking still sucks, but the facility is nice. <laughs> Let me tell you, the parking's always going to suck. No matter what. So, uh, Steven, again, thank you for joining us. This was awesome. I mean, nothing but a great time. Thank you. The fans are going to love it. I know that the El Paso people are going to love this. Uh, Mr. Ace, you got anything for your good friend? Ace, thank you so when, much for connecting us. This is awesome. When, when you're back in town, come. We got, I got your photos, but also we got some tacos waiting for you. And hey, if you want a special request in tacos, you can special request and we'll help you out, man. Oh, I love some tacos. I'll definitely, I'll definitely be taking you up on that, Ace. Perfect. And it'll be good. Like as always, amigo, thank you. I appreciate it. Nothing but the best. Like I said, uh, once that jersey comes in, you get a photo with you with, with it. That's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you. I, pre- I appreciate both of you for having me on, man. This is fun. This is a good time. Yes. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure. So exciting. We're excited for your future, man. We're good luck to everything. Keep working hard. Uh, we're supporting you definitely here in El Paso. We're definitely supporting you. We can't wait to see what the future holds. And let us know what the new mascot is going to be. Cause it's, I keep messing up Washington football team. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like uh, when that news drops, I feel like you guys might know about it sooner than I do. But the good thing is you get all the new swag, right? It's gotta be, yeah. We will get the new swag. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, you'd be the first number six, you know, in that in that in that outfit. Whatever the team <laughs> the team name is, yeah, I agree. I mean, we'll have to see what happens on that. They might just leave it, but I mean, I have no clue. I I am not I'm not tuned into that stuff at all. You're like, that's not my division, but <laughs> I'm looking to say that's way 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 above my pay grade. I <laughs> said so we appreciate it, amigo. We appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Steven. You have a great week, and we'll keep, be keeping an eye on you. And uh, for all of our listeners and viewers, we'll see you next week. I appreciate y'all. Likewise, y'all have a good week.